Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Hi, chums. We did it. We finished Batman. We did. They said it couldn't no. be done, and we were like, are you kidding? Who We've done that? this so many times. Who said that, I- and why don't they shut up? <laughs> Those are my questions. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We're about to answer a bunch of questions from the listeners, but those are my personal questions. <laughs> Who said that, and why don't they shut up? Who said that? Shut up. And also, how dare you? Mm-hmm. In my That's home. My yeah, well, yes. This this shared virtual space that is our home, that is this podcast. Yes. It's kind of an abstract home. Our beautiful yes. home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's much smaller than our old home. Mm-hmm. Our old home held uh, ten years of Star Trek. Sure, but, uh, you know we're 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 getting there. Sometimes you got to move on. We're tonight. You know, when when we wake up next week, we're going to have another story on our house, and that story is going to be Superman. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah, I think so. That's one of my favorite stories. I am. That's the story so of the nice man from space. I am legit excited to to be moving on to that show. Oh, first yeah. of all, it's not like the potential of a good show. I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's. Just like Batman, like it's probably got the same hit to mint ratio as Batman, sure. which is way more good than bad. Um, and also, like when we covered Deep Space Nine on our Star Trek show, it's like a whole bunch of people are like, Oh, I always meant to watch that, yeah. I know it's good, I just never got a chance to, and now maybe I will because of you guys. Yeah. Like, that's that's great to hear, I love that because it is absolutely worth your time if you enjoy if you enjoyed Batman, if you enjoyed all this superhero shit, mm-hmm. like watch Superman, yeah, man, Superman's great. Well, and I was talking to um, uh, Jason, who's been on the uh, show with us a couple of mm. times, um, about this. I, I, it feels like Superman is one of those characters that a lot of nerds want to like. They sure. really do. And there's just, like, it's so hard to find, like, you know, modern movies take on him is not Bad. the best. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, I keep hearing about, like, wholesome Superman, but after the movie from the 70s, mm-hmm. what what is there? Yeah. Well, guess what? There's this. This version started in the mid-90s, and it went to the mid-2000s, like, like through Justice League. It's just so. that need to, like, like tear down that, that just nice guy thing. At, like, it feels like everything that does a Superman thing has to do it, you know? I mean, we talked about this when we covered Star Trek, mm-hmm. actually. Like, people making Star Trek these days feel like that, too. They're they're so embarrassed to do that earnest, mm-hmm. like, optimism thing. Yeah. They don't, they, they're so self-conscious and they so, like, they just don't, they don't understand how it works. And if that's the case, this is not the project you should be working yeah, on. Yeah, no, don't, you shouldn't, don't do Superman. Yeah, just, like, don't make Star Trek if you want to make a show about the secret police. Yeah. Like, it's, that's not what this is for. It's a utopian future. And Superman... Like, I've been reading, I, I will probably reference this a lot because mm-hmm. it's a very long book and I've been reading it for a week and a half now, um, Super Gods yes. by uh, Grant Morrison. And they have some, well, they have lengthy passages about drug trips and I mean, magic. I mean, it's a Grant Morrison book, like, I expected that. Yeah, but the first half of it is incredibly insightful, like, history of, of superhero comics. And so they led me into a false sense of security, and then it's like, guess what? Here's my acid trip, mm-hmm. motherfucker. Like, oh, I'm I'm too deep. I can't get out of this now. <laughs> but 
the the most incredible uh thing and i don't even think grant morrison made this up mm-hmm. i think they were just pointing this out that the reason batman has persevered so strongly in our culture and superman has had trouble is when they were originally conceived uh Superman is a, like, at the beginning, mm-hmm. he, he turned into something else. But at the beginning, very much a socialist hero. Oh, and yeah. Batman is obviously a capitalist hero. Mm-hmm. Guess which one the popular imagination wants to hear more about. Yeah. You are and not I wrong. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. But, like, yeah. 100%. Superman yeah, is a, Superman is a working class farm boy mm-hmm. who came to the city. And, okay, reporter's not entirely working class. It's a little blue collar, but it's still not. He's not rich. No. And he's a hero of the people. Yeah, he's, he he's, beats up landlords. Yeah, but I mean, not even that, like, in the in the animated series. Like, yeah, he beats up, like, crazy aliens mm-hmm. and magic guys and robots and shit, but he's still always looking out for people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so down-to-earth and humanized, and that's that's what makes Superman great, you know? And, like, again, if you if you don't like that, you don't like Superman. Yeah, make something doing? else. Yeah. I'm making Superman what I like. Oh, there's a million other superheroes you could project that on if yeah. you wanted to do that. And I, I mean, personally, as much as I like it, and I just reread it a week ago, mm-hmm. I blame Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, because, 100%. Because he liked to, fra- like, that was a really interesting sort of ironic thing to say, okay, but now the roles are reversed. Now Batman's the hero of the people mm-hmm. and Superman's the tool of the establishment. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you flipped it. That's cool. And then everyone's like, "Oh, right, I get it. Superman's a tool of the establishment forever, mm-hmm. forevermore." Uh, uh, we'll no. Just keep doing that. That was I. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why everyone thinks Superman sucks, and the only thing he does is fight Batman. But he, uh, and and yet, mm-hmm. the Superman we're about to start covering almost never gets along with Batman. Yeah, and yet they still manage to preserve like what's great about Superman, but also they agree. Mm -hmm. These two probably wouldn't be the best of friends. They will become begrudging allies and maybe friendly-ish. Sure. But, uh, you know. I mean, I'll take that over to you, Bleed, any day of the week, so. No, they never try to hurt each other. They're just, they don't like each other. Yeah. And I like that. Batman's like, I fucking hate Superman. And Superman's like, oh, Batman. Yeah, Superman's like Batman's my best friend. You do your Lois, best. Lois is like, oh, honey, no, no, really? no, he's not. No, I've met Batman twice, and I no, <laughs> absolutely not. That's why World's Finest is the the best cartoon ever made because mm-hmm. uh, it's just those two trying to undermine each other the whole time, yep. and then in the end they're like, oh shit, uh, the Joker and Luthor, maybe we should get along for a second. Mm-hmm. Which is, I know, every Marvel comic ever, but still. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch. It's good. Yeah. All right. So, but before we move on to Superman, we got to we gotta finish the uh, the Batman stuff. Yeah. And by which I mean we have some mail. Oh. So, this stuff goes, uh, some of this goes back a year. Oh, boy. Okay. Because we haven't answered our mail in quite some time. Um, so, oh, our, our old friend, uh, Richard. Uh-huh who wrote a number of uh, lively jingles for us yes. uh, over on the Star Trek show, has joined us uh, with his show. And I can see this is not the only one. He's, he's written us a few, and this wow. is the first. So this is this is back in October. I'm sorry we're just getting to this, Richard, but uh, 
We only do the mail like between seasons. So he says, dear chums, song for the podcast since you asked so nicely. There may be some teacher issues in there too. So this is Richard's official Kids Love Batman theme song. Kids love Batman, but they don't love wearing a mask. Kids love Batman. But they just won't stay on task They love the way that he flies through the air Fighting and crime in his underwear I'm Batman But they don't love you <laughs> Yeah, you might have been grinding your axes just a little bit there, Mr. Teacher Man but, That's uh, good That's okay <laughs> For those of you who may not remember There was a global pandemic from uh, the entirety of 2020 into 2021 Up In which people wore currently. masks Yes. Oh, I just like to imagine that by the time you hear this, everything's fine, and uh, you don't remember that people had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. So, Well, your vaccine kicked in today, so... <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, I don't even have any great plans. It's just like, ooh, I can go to the store now. Mal and I... Mine kicks in tomorrow, and Mal and I are very excited about the concept of eating breakfast. Yeah? Going out and eating a breakfast together. <laughs> I mean, Amanda's at my first plan is this is the most lame she's in her 30s i'm in my 40s we live in the suburbs mm-hmm. bullshit but we're gonna go to goodwill and we're gonna go to the produce stand Ooh, we're gonna buy some fresh vegetables oh. we haven't done that in a year and a half man no i, I look i may sound sarcastic no, you know everybody 100 on your side yeah. it sounds amazing but i was just thinking today like i was uh i had my window open and i was smelling my uh my neighbor grilling a steak i was like shit i want a steak and then i was like i could go get a steak mm-hmm. right now I could go to the store and buy a steak and throw it on my own grill, and in an hour, I'd be eating steak. Yeah. I don't have to put it on the list for when I go to the store once a month, like Walter White cooped up in that cabin at the end of Breaking Bad. With his two copies of uh, Mr. McGarium's Wonder Imperium. (laughs) Imperium? Imperium. All right. I just realized it's Mr. McGorium, but uh, I was too far into the the title to stop. I, I admire your commitment. I just, uh, that, that's, I was realizing like, well, I only go to the store like once a month. So you really have to plan it carefully. It was like, where have I seen this in pop culture? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Walter White, uh, a, uh, disgraced drug pin- kingpin hiding out mm-hmm. in the woods. Yeah. And Al. With, with only, uh, oh no, no, not just me. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone, literally everyone has lived like every responsible person has lived like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I am not unique. I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking of it in those terms because, uh, you know, tell it to me in Star Wars, Liz Lemon. <laughs> uh, this is another one from Richard, and yes. this actually comes from November. Richard didn't just, like, sit down and write us a bunch of songs and send them in all on the same day or anything. He's just, like, responding to things we said. I mean, that would also be fine, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like, I always worry that I'm painting a picture of, of like, when we get five letters in a row from the same listener. Mm. Like, oh, we, got, we got a couple stalkers out there. no. We just don't answer our mail mail very often, yeah. so like, if people write in as they think of it, then it, it, it looks like that. Uh, he says, "I thought it was hilarious when you got called a book peddler." Uh, this song is just for you, apparently. All right. So I'm gonna play this now. It's called "Book Peddler." He comes from the north and the frozen lands with bindings in his mighty hands. Besodden with drink and covered with ink and meeting our literate demands. Book peddler, book peddler, 
you sell all the words to book loving nerds, book peddler, book peddler. You help us procure our literature. You bring us the world for sale. Oh, very good, mm-hmm. Richard. I'm gonna play this at work so they know how much <laughs> they'll know how important I am. Damn it! Look, you guys may just toil for no reward, but I got people writing songs about me. Uh huh. I, I have a uh, oh, what do you call those? Bard. <laughs> oh, Is that what you call those? A bar- yes. Those guys that follow you around and write songs about you, like uh, Eric Idle in um, uh, 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 Holy Grail? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a bard. Okay. I don't know. I don't know fantasy stuff. Okay. I It is going to be easier for me to do all the songs together mm-hmm. because I won't have to like edit different parts of the show that way, and I'm a very lazy man. So I'm going to play Richard's final third song. This actually comes from March, so again, months later. Uh... Dear chums, I actually started watching the show and it's really good. Oh, good. Listening good. to the original theme music made me think of Flight of the Concords for some reason, so I made up words I could sing along with. Loving the podcast. I'll, I'll Oh, that's actually very good. That is also very Concords. He's he's absolutely uh-huh. right about that. I could like like the only thing that's missing, not not because of your talent, Richard. You absolutely covered both uh, both vocals just fine, but you need a you need a Brett or a Jermaine. You know, you need the other guy. <laughs> Brit, call him Jermaine. He say Brit. B R E T. Like Brittany. No Brit. <laughs> okay, uh, this one comes from Jesse. Hi Jesse. And over the summer, I did a Christopher Nolan rewatch, and viewing his Batman films so close together and in our current political climate really brought into focus how much Nolan embraces the inherent fascism of Batman. Mm-hmm. The more Nolan I watched back to back, the more I noticed his overall right wing politics. Then when I was revisiting the animated series, I suddenly felt very conflicted during Read My Lips when Batman used his ventriloquism skills against the ventriloquist. Even though weaponizing someone's own mental illness against them is something Batman does all the time, it's the first time I can remember being bothered by it. In our current age, we're more aware than ever of the political and moral implications of the media we consume. How much compartmentalization do you find yourself having to engage in when you watch entertainment, especially entertainment from the past? Uh, A fair amount, actually. Yeah? I mean, these days it's like, okay, well, this is great in this fictional universe where, you know, cops are good and, like, criminals are bad and that's it. Like, it's very black and white, you know? Yeah, those are the goggles I've had to put on. And I think it's going to be easier going forward because Batman's the most grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. Like, Superman doesn't, like... He works with, like, you know, the super-powered yeah. cops, but he, he doesn't, like, he doesn't have a Jim Gordon, yeah. so. Like, Maggie Sawyer is a whole different thing, mm-hmm. so. So it's going to be a little easier. Yeah. Although, there are also people who will say, okay, but reporters also kind of suck, and uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <sighs> like, I have a, I have one of those, you know, like, I, I was going to be a journalism major. I, I have a fondness for the hero reporter yeah. in stories, but I know real reporters these days just write for corporate papers. Yeah. And, effectively write propaganda but you know yeah, well 
<sighs> Everything is in service of three corporations. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, two. You didn't hear? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I No, you know what? I did hear about that. Amazon bought that old lion. <laughs> I assume they, I assume they have other things as part of that deal, but uh. was, I read something somewhere that was like, someone says to Jeff Bezos, "Hey, how would you like to own James Bond?" Yeah, all right. Uh huh. Throw some money at that shit. Uh, I mean, I, I that's got to be the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. like, big nerd. I was I was thinking like the Wizard of Oz. What what the hell else does MGM have that's like worth? I mean, it's a fairly fairly sizable catalog, apparently. But uh, well, yeah, uh, well, yeah. It's probably James all Bond's the stuff that it's probably all the stuff that Warner Brothers and Disney don't own, mm-hmm. like everything else. So there it is, three companies. Oh, good. We oh, are uh, what? We are maybe ten years away from Wayland Yutani. Mm. Hmm. Or AOL, Time Warner, Trader Joe's, Skynet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um. But as Bouvier far as McClure. <laughs> Hutz, no, what is it? Hutz Bouvier, McClure, and Hutz McClure Bouvier, Pedlo. yeah, Terwilliger. Hmm. Um. Pfeffer Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of anything else that I have to sort of look past the the mental illness stuff. I mean, for the time was relatively sensitive. Like yeah. this, this was the first time I could recall them not treating Arkham as a place they were just sort of like sort of like crazy jail. Like it is, yeah. But they at least paid some lip service to the fact that there are counselors there. They're not very good counselors, no. but they're trying. Like there, there is some attempts at rehabilitating. They it worked on Harley. Well, yeah, and I like that. Uh, like. The ventriloquist had like a good, like a positive arc. Like his yeah, last yeah, episode that's true. was like him being cured and like, right, you know, becoming a better person. It was nice, you know. Yeah. So he and Harley, there's there's two uh, success stories right there. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to cure the Joker. Come on. No, I. And you're probably not going to cure Two Face. Come on. <laughs> I mean, every time they try to cure Two Face, he just finds a way to make it worse. So. Yeah, the last time he just decided, okay, I won't be one of these two guys. You've talked me out of that. Mm-hmm. I'll just make a third guy. Okay, Harvey, we're uh, we're going to make it so that you only have the one personality. Well, fuck you. I'm going to have three personalities now. Mm-hmm. Say hello no to more. three face. <laughs> no more big bad Harv. Uh, what if I wore a powdered wig? <laughs> now I'm the judge. Mm-hmm. That's not better. No. Also, it's kind of dumb. Does anybody want to take over as Harvey's therapist? This is a lot of work. <laughs> well, I do it, but you took away my certification. Got Hugo Strange here. He's interested. No. <laughs> Same therapist. Guy, yeah, he did. We did see that guy. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's such a non-entity. He had like one episode. Professor Crane would like to would like a crack at it. No. That's not Professor Crane. That's some hay. <laughs> now I'm a different Professor Crane. Oh, well then. <laughs> all right, so that's three, possibly four therapists, all of whom are insane. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the um, like in these shows that I have trouble sort of reconciling. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think so. I I watch a lot of old movies, so I'm kind of used to sure. doing that kind of thing. But uh, I, again, for the '90s, mm-hmm. I think they had not, maybe not progressive attitudes, but definitely not. Yeah regressive attitudes they did okay yeah i mean everything's gonna like everything is gonna you know slightly spoil as it gets older it just happens 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I do a, a movie night with a few friends, mm-hmm. and um, this past week, one of them chose a movie that had um, Jeffrey Jones, mm-hmm. uh, convicted uh, child pornographer Jeffrey Jones, sure. and um, uh, Willie, Woody Allen apologist uh, Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Michael Richards, who loves yelling out the N-word on stage. Mm-hmm. All three of them, like, in, in the same scene together, it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just problematic people. The movie. <laughs> Don't Oof. want to be a fly on this wall. Ooh. Mm-mm. Well, too bad. Jeff Goldblum is the fly on that wall. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. Mm-hmm. That fly thinks there's nothing wrong with Woody Allen. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, Jeff. There's so much wrong with Woody Allen. Like What's what? Wrong with you? <laughs> Who among us hasn't? Don't finish that sentence. <laughs> Just don't. <sighs> All right. Uh, this next one is from Ben. Hi, Ben. And says, uh, oh, yeah, he loves when your Batman voice slips into your Odo voice. It sure does. Does it? I don't think I'd notice that. Joker. <laughs> oh, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> well, now I'm imagining uh, Quark is the Joker. <laughs> oh, God. Full on giant Ferengi ears, but, you know, he's all white and mm-hmm. he's got the red lips and the, yeah. Why so serious? We are we are so close to just having a, a Ferengi on Endeavor be into the Joker. Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty close. And I could do a, a passable Nagus voice, so. We live in a society! Oh no, I got these scars! I can't tell the scars from your face. Wanna see my pencil trick, Quark? <laughs> Wanna shoot Robert De Niro? Well, all right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, this one comes from Lauren. Lauren, by the Hi, way, I, I'm sure we've mentioned this before. Lauren is basically the inciting incident that started this podcast mm-hmm. when we were flailing in the final days of post-atomic horror. Lauren was like, didn't you say you were going to do a Batman show? And then we started talking about it and said, yeah, we did say that. Let's, Let's do a do Batman that. show. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Then we won't be sad anymore all the time. I, I mean, Let it turned out we hit. were, but... We were, but we weren't compounding our sadness by having to watch terrible things. That's true. Only if you're a patron. Mm-hmm. Then we watch oh, that's so what, many terrible things. That's what I was going to say about uh, compartmentalizing is I've been putting off. We have to do uh, this this month for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Well, posting next month, whatever. Uh, Batman Year One, which by all accounts, an excellent comic. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being good, but it's also mostly a story about Jim Gordon cop. And I just like, I don't, I don't want to watch. This. I, uh, I, I reread I the comic in preparation for that. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, of course. But, but a lot of what makes the comic good is the art, which I don't think they duplicate in the movie. So that's true. That's not a thing they do. Uh, but yeah. I will say, uh, watching Batman and Jim Gordon fight a bunch of shitty cops. Uh, that's a lot of fun. All right. Well, I got 24 hours to watch it, so I mm-hmm. probably should get on that at some point. Yeah, so you and me I'm both. Really, really putting it off. <laughs> okay, Lauren says, hi, fellows. I am really enjoying the show, and I am super stoked about the next several weeks. Well, this was back in January, so I hope we lived up to, yeah. to that. Uh, the New Adventures episodes, a.k.a. the ones where almost every character gets redesigned, contain many of my absolute favorites from the entire series. Oh, cool. I've been highly amused by your take on old Dick. The R is for video games, Grayson. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> the R is for Tiberius. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes me wonder if his more frequent appearances in the show are perhaps mandated by some of the higher-ups at the studios. 
they must have thought he sold a lot of toys, or the kids definitely loved him best. Mm -hmm. And while I've never hated Robin, I, I often thought he was ill-suited, quite literally, for a film noirish world of thugs and gangsters. Mm -hmm. Probably why the only live-action movies he's been featured in have been the mid-90s Dayglo Schumacher ones. But I put So I put it to you, sirs. Mm -hmm. Is Robin the scrappy-do of this universe, and is it time for the character to be retired? I mean, here's the thing. Robin in general works. Robin in the comics yeah. is great. Also, Robin in the comics was there nearly at the beginning. Batman yeah. premiered. Again, I, I have all this fresh in my head because of this Grant Morrison book. Mm -hmm. Batman premiered in 38. Mm -hmm. Robin was there in 1940. Like, yep. Batman was only by himself for two years. Yeah. Um, I so. read something by, uh, I think it's Chris Sims, who's the big Batman writer on for comics, yeah. uh, that was like, Batman wasn't Batman until Robin showed up. Before that, he was just a shadow ripoff. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty close to true. Well, it gave him like it gave him a responsibility. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, he wasn't just a billionaire going out and spending his money and doing like you know dumb shit yeah. with his money, but like he had a kid to take care of also, and he had to like this was before like Wortham and all that bullshit, mm -hmm. but like it, he had to set a good example. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. No, and there have been, like, and this comes up again. I've, I've seen a couple of the emails we have to answer, mm -hmm. but, like, there are good Robins. Yeah. It's just this. I mean, Tim was great. Yeah. No, it's this particular. This show's version of Dick Grayson. Yeah. That Dick Grayson doesn't work. And he, ne like, it very much felt like a, uh, you know, put Robin in for the kids thing, you know? And that's that just not how the show works. No, kids love Batman. Yeah. And he always just came, he came off as, like, an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I will admit we played a, that up a lot, but we didn't have to go that far. No, he he rarely contributed anything meaningful. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, like his origin story was solid. Yes. And he had one or two good moments that we we went mm -hmm. out of our way to show off because they were so rare. Yeah. Sort of like Wesley Crusher back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like we had to call attention to them because they were so rare. And I actually liked Nightwing more or less in the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. We just did. But that's it, man. Mm hmm. But I said it a million times. I loved that Nightwing sucked yeah. on purpose. It was a nice, uh, it was a nice take on the character. Just, oh, what you're, you're what just if, supposed to suck. Okay. What if what corner have we painted ourselves into? All right, you know what? We're just gonna pretend we did this on purpose mm -hmm. and just go full on with it. I'm not interested in video games anymore, Batman. I'm gonna go to Bloodhaven and become a grown up man. Mm -hmm. All right. No, he was still into video games. He was just playing like Doom at that yep. point. I bought Duke Nukem, Batman. Oh, well, mm -hmm. you're quite the grown-up then. <laughs> I got the cheat codes that can make Tomb Raider naked. Did you Did you not have that particular urban myth? Oh, I was well aware of that myth. Okay. Trust me. I had a I'm trying I, to think of, because my, my, my very limited interest in video games was already waning in the 90s, mm -hmm. so I'm struggling to think of stuff he would know. <laughs> I had EGMs that were like, hey, we've got the code for you. No, it's not. Okay. They put it in. Uh-huh. Format C colon. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Uh, anyway, Robin, it's just this Robin. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of a sidekick is hard to sell anyway, mm -hmm. but I think... You don't see many of them anymore, you know? I think maybe the reason it worked on, on this show was when Tim started to work was when they leaned into the family idea. It's yeah. not one sidekick it's a team of like protégés that batman has working for mm -hmm. him that's sort of how it works the comics now too and it, it's really yeah. good like there's a whole no, team I... of bat people and they all kind of rule 
I've been aware of the concept of the Bat Family since I read comics as a kid, like mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s. Like, I know it's been around a long time, but, like, they, they did a good job with it, I Yeah. Thought. All right. This one comes from Robert. Hi, Robert. Robert says, hi, gents. Love the show. I actually came to Batman the Animated Series in my 40s as I kept reading about, reading about how extraordinary it was. I broke down and bought the complete series on DVD and watched it with my son and mm-hmm. loved every minute of it. Your reviews have been great. Nice. Thank you. I just listened to Critters and Cult of the Cat, and I have a few observations. Go uh, on. You should you should listen to the creator commentaries for the episodes if you have access. Unfortunately, I don't anymore. I, I ripped my, my Blu-rays and sold them, mm-hmm. so like I should have ripped those, uh, those tracks. Uh, they discuss how they did use barbecue sauce for blood to get around the sensors, and that the joke was barbecue per- pterodactyl wings. They also pointed out the scary goat. <laughs> a I mean, horrifying uh, goat. I'm glad the commentary pointed out the scary goat, but nobody needed to point it out. It's it it cries for your attention. I just love the idea of Bruce Tim watching along with you, and you just like see that that's terrifying. <laughs> I I know Bruce. I got eyes. That's a horrible goat. Me, it just makes me think of that. Um, that uh, the meme of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the, at the screen. <laughs> there's a goat. <laughs> he's like at the beginning of the commentary. He's like, there's, "You'll know it when you see it." But there's gonna be a terrifying goat, and then they go on to talk about it, and then then he's just like pointing. Look, look, there it is, there it is. Uh, another episode with great commentary is Read My Lips, where the creators discuss how much they love the ventriloquist and Scarface. They loved how they could do unspeakable things to Scarface because he was only a dummy and they didn't have to worry about the censors. That Shoot really... Shoot him with Tommy guns, saw him to splinters, uh-huh. or burn him as firewood. They had free reign that they didn't have with human characters. It real You could tell, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, we we mentioned a few times how good all the, st- the Scarface episodes are, and you, you oh, could yeah. tell they were excited about that character. Well, and also, the reason that worked so well is because they would spend 21 of their 22 minutes getting us invested in this guy and thinking mm-hmm. of him as like, we'd forget he was a dummy after a while. Yeah. And then they'd throw him in a wood chipper. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like so much Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you both called it on critters and the Scarface episodes without hearing the commentaries. Keep up the good work and power through the DC animated universe over the next few years. Well, Power through implies that it's a it's a uh, a struggle, like it's a it's a chore, and I don't think that we're lo- we're looking forward to most of this. Yeah, and the things I'm not looking forward to are mostly just um, things I don't know about. Yeah, Zeta Project like not, and Lobo. It, question mark. Well, Lobo will take us one week. Yes, there were like ten micro episodes that that make up like an hour's worth of television mm-hmm. that we will cover once. So even if that's horrible, I can do anything once. Yeah. We already did Public Enemies, for Christ's sake. I don't know. Greatest American Hero I only had to do once, and it was pretty rough. Yeah, but that was a two-hour pilot. Yeah. Back before, like, back when two hours worth of television was pretty close to two hours worth of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't need rough. ads. But also someone got all this content. Also, someone paid us to do that, so there was that. That's true. Actually, our friend Jason paid us to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. All right. Uh, another one from Lauren. Uh, Hi, Lauren. Again, these are... These are spaced out pretty sure. far. Uh, hi there. Personally, I don't think there's enough talk about how outstanding the fourth season of the show is, a.k.a. the new Batman Adventures. Whenever Batman the Animated Series comes up on those lists or in conversations amongst nerds, they always bring up the Mr. Freeze episode, the Man Bat episode, the Two-Face Two-Parter, the one with Grey Ghost, first appearance of Harley Quinn, etc., etc. Hell, I bet I've got Batman in my basement gets mentioned more often than the new Batman Adventures. 
And while many of early Batman episodes are quite excellent, this became the turning point for me when I absolutely unequivocally fell in love with the show and the animated universe. The Joker redesign notwithstanding, I don't think it's terrible, just a slight misstep. Uh, this is when the creators seem to get everything right and up their game. Uh, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, more, and we talked about this at the time, a lot more sophisticated, like, stories like uh, Over the Edge or Mad Love. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's other examples. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to open up the... But they definitely told, like, more uh, psychologically sophisticated. The one where you think Robin wants to sleep with Catwoman. Yep. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty heady stuff mm-hmm. for a child. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's, there's, like, the thing... That I that we noticed though, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, is that it was a lot more uneven. There were some real duds in that era too. You are not wrong. Uh, Whereas in the previous era, there were some that were a little boring, but there weren't any quite as bad. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it feels like as it got more popular, they had more people working on it. Yeah, but that that's a mixed blessing. Mm-hmm. Like more. <sighs> You know, more contributing writers, more, like, different visions are good. But also, if you don't have one central person pulling it all together, then it's, you know, mm-hmm. that's bad. So, I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like when we get to, like, JLU, that show, at its best, still felt like an anthology, but it was also telling a serialized story at the same time. Each week, it f- had a different tone and focused on different characters, mm-hmm. but it all served the greater narrative. And, like, I think it's possible to do both. Yeah. But this show, sometimes we just get real bad duds, and then sometimes we'd get, like, um, Love is a Croc. Uh-huh. Which is, like, Shockingly one of the most good. fucked up half hours of children's television I've ever seen. Hey, you guys want to see something real fucking weird? I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That was real fucking weird. Yeah. More, please. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. This one comes from... Richard, different Richard. Hi, Richard. Uh, and it says, long-time listener, first-time writer. I've been a fan of yours since way back in the early Pa days, and I'm genuinely glad you're following up that project with this one. Well, thank you. Uh, I've watched and rewatched Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, and Justice League several times, but someone never got around watching Superman. Hmm. As I watch along with the podcast, what should I be watching out for? Uh, we talked about this a little at the beginning of the show, but... Uh... I, mean, I don't know. What do you? Th- what I do you don't think? remember a whole lot of Superman animated series. Is why I'm sort of looking forward to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they. Uh, I know the uh, three part pilot is one of the best Superman things you will ever see. Yeah, so, it's like, like good they do, place to they, start. They streamline the origin quite a bit, mm-hmm. and this is only a very minor spoiler. But for instance, they tie in Brainiac from the beginning. So Brainiac's not just some evil robot from space. He's like inexorably linked to Krypton. Yeah, it's a really cool like way to bring the character in too. Yeah. And he has a connection to Kal-El yeah. Superman. Like he's, he's not just there to fuck with earth and Superman's the strongest guy there to, mm-hmm. to stop him. He's, he's got a connection to Superman. Uh, let's see. And they, they depower him, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's still Superman. He's still the strongest guy in this whole like fictional universe. But when he goes out in space for extended periods, he needs to wear a suit. Yep. When he goes underwater, he needs to wear a suit. Like he's, he's got limits and I like that. Mm-hmm. You can hear the voice actor like making noises of, of effort of straining when he's fighting. Like even just, I don't know, Luthor in a power suit or something, yep. you know, like, cause 
things are harder for him and i like that he's still superman but he's you know he's got to try a little harder so you were gonna say oh uh i was just on top of my head uh bizarro episode i remember being really good it's sad Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but there's a character i never thought would have any pathos but oof oh yeah no they just go straight frankenstein with him yep and it's very good uh i can't remember i know i watched at least the first season i think i have it somewhere Mm-hmm. But I will be go- I will be damned if I can remember anything. So, well, and and the the best news, which is very serendipitous for us, is that uh, HBO Max is now streaming that show in HD for the first time. Yes, you can't get it on Blu-ray. Like they never they never put out a remastered Blu-ray version of it. But it is now available in high def if you have that streaming service. Mm-hmm. So, and all of these shows are are better served when you can see like all the details. Like mm-hmm. they look so much better in in high def. So. So that's cool. Also, if you are a big fan of like Jack Kirby stuff, which I I mean, I've made no secret. I'm not. But <clears throat> a lot of people love like the fourth world and dark side and all that yep. stuff. There, That is a huge element. Yeah, I'm Superman really looking forward as, to that as it goes on. A lot of a uh, lot of that stuff. You into a bunch of the team up stuff, too, as the show goes on. Right. Like, you get, like Green Lantern and like near the. Well, yes, but uh, I'm not even saying they're bad episodes. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to ignore them continuity-wise, though, because, like, uh, Kyle Rayner shows up as Green Lantern and then is never spoken of again. Sure. And when we see Green Lantern next, it's Jon Stewart, and uh, it always has been. <laughs> hey, uh, who are you? Don't 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 worry about it. And then um, I feel like the Flash was a different Flash, too? Oh, I could see that, yeah. I, but And again, no mention. It's just like, okay, this is the same continuity, but there was a little hiccup here. Yeah. Who cares? Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty clear near the end of Superman, they are dying to do Justice mm-hmm. League because they do start bringing in all the other guys. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, they do the, um, who would win in a race, Superman or Flash. That's Ooh, how they bring in the Flash. That's a good is, one. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun idea. Mm. Okay. This one comes from Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Uh, dang it, Tidro. Right as I was starting to write a reply to Mr. Al's comment, you had to go and say almost what was about to write. Uh, this might be heavy for the typical monitor duty episode. Uh, oh, basically just saying disagrees with me saying that mad love shouldn't have existed. I I want to be clear. I don't think there shouldn't have been an episode dealing with those themes. Mm-hmm. I don't think there shouldn't have been an episode talking about abuse. And, it, and it, the way it handled that stuff was outstanding. And I'm glad it happened. What I'm saying is the way they framed it as here's Harley Quinn's unspoken, never, never revealed secret origin story. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly, it just felt a little clumsy to me. Sure. That's all. It's it's not that I didn't want the subject matter to be dealt with. It's that I don't like when shows give you the secret origin of every little thing. Yeah. A lot of times it's unnecessary. Yeah. We, I, we watched a whole year of that show. It was called Enterprise and it didn't need to exist. Oh, did we not care for that show? I, I don't know if you remember. We were now. real quiet about it. Mm-hmm. But now, and, and Brandon goes on to say, you know, we need more episodes like this. Kids should see what abuse looks mm-hmm. like. And I, 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 I agree with all that. Yeah. I absolutely agree with all that. And I'm not saying, like, it's too dark. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I, I'm just saying, like, if they had done a Harley story sort of grounded in the present I, that dealt with exactly the same stuff, mm-hmm. I think I would have I enjoyed it more. That's all I was. And I didn't even not enjoy it. That was the only point that I was yeah. making. So that's all. Uh, this one comes from Mark. Hi, Mark. Mark says, I've been enjoying the Batman iteration of the podcast, despite knowing little about Batman and related animated series. That hasn't stopped people listening to our other stuff, mm. so. <laughs> uh, 
your excellent podcast stills are a continuing delight, even when I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, got a got a request for you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because Alexander Siddig played Rachel Ghoul on Gotham, will you do a Rache quote in the Bashir voice? Oh my God. Uh. Well, your Bashir voice is just your Nick voice. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. I need a, I need a Raza quote. Just just something that's detective. Stay away from my daughter, detective. Oh, no, he wants to hook him up with his daughter. Stay away from not staying away from my daughter, detective. Want you to marry my daughter, detective. I'm Rashtal Ghoul. Mm-hmm. And this is my assistant, Ubu. Yes, hello. <laughs> uh, very good, sir. <laughs> Sit, Ubu, sit. You named the dog Ubu, so won't that be confusing? Not to me. Razal Ghoul. Hmm. Sir, surely you mean Rachel Ghoul. No. Oh, tell me what I mean. It's sickens me. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. No one is the boss of me. I'm sir. a million years old. <laughs> oh, good. Immortality exists and it's been gifted to you. I'm going to live forever. Ugh. I'm going to learn how to dance. Now prepare my Lazarus pit. <laughs> Wait, is that the lyric? I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly. That's the fame song. Fame! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a song about some uh, quirky kids at a dance school. Sure. That they made into a TV series about some quirky kids at a dance school. <laughs> and uh, Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this one comes from someone named uh, Mallory Duval. I'm not sure if you know. Who I don't is. know this person. Got a got an avatar of someone I, I follow on Twitter, but I'm not sure not sure if you know who that mm, is. Funny that uh, says, "Who is the best Robin?" Love Mal. Who? Now I am not sure if we are stepping into some landmine laden discussion with your partner, or if this is an earnest question. I'm pretty sure this is an earnest question. Okay, that's fine. I, I, your, your partner is certainly capable of asking earnest mm-hmm. questions, but I also know, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't put it past my own partner to do the same. Mm-hmm. It is easy and fun to say, "Ugh, I'm tired of losing this fight. I'm gonna make your co-host fight it for me. <laughs> I'm gonna send your show an email and uh, have them fight on my behalf." Mm-hmm. Honestly, if Amanda had a podcast, I might, I might do that to her as well. Yeah, I guess, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I we talked a little about this. I wanted to save the discussion for for this. Though, yeah, of course. Uh, um, so if like, are we getting into like of all of the robins? I mean, if we're talking about the purview of this show, we've dealt with all the robins that there are going to be, and Tim, obviously. Yeah, Tim. This is not an there's, issue. Like, there's only two, and one of them sucks. Yeah, so, and one of them's Tim. Yeah, hands on hips, big <laughs> smile. I'm looking but forward let's... to helping Batman with my fights. I hope nothing ever ba- bad ever happens to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's zoom out. Let's talk about let's all Robins. I mean, oh boy. OK. Mm-hmm. And um, you obviously have a greater breadth of knowledge. Of I, I like a lot of Robins. I like a lot mm-hmm. more of Robins than I don't like Robins. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked numerous times about how much I like uh, Dick when he's not on this show. Sure. Um, yeah, but Dick hasn't been Robin in the comics for a really long time, right? Like they they kept him as Nightwing, and yeah. then for a while he filled in for Batman. Like he's he hasn't been Robin since what the eighties? Yeah, probably since the eighties. Like they he, yeah, when he went over DC's in, like, done a few re- Teen Titans. 
But like DC's done a few resets in the meantime, and they mm-hmm. haven't ever set him back to Robin, right? He's no. always Nightwing now. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh boy. Otherwise, of the Ro- of the people who are Robin, there's uh, Tim and uh, Damien. Well, comic Tim is you've said not as good as as animated Tim. Like he's fine. I I really liked comic Tim for a long time. The problem is, um, once Damien came around, they didn't really know what to do with him. Mm, you that know? makes sense. So well, like Damien, for for those of you who don't know, in the mm-hmm. comics, and I I read this part. Like you you know a lot of the deep stuff, so I I'm going to speak up just because I've read this one for a change. Um, in the comics, uh, Batman and Talia actually have a kid Mm -hmm. who Batman doesn't know about for quite some time. And then one day Talia shows up and says, oh, by the way, we have a son. Bye. Yeah. Uh, and then Batman, well, they think he dies, but he actually goes away for a while because that's how comics work. And yeah. So Dick Grayson fills in as Batman and, uh, uh, little Damian Wayne Mm -hmm. becomes Robin. Do I have that all right? Yep. Okay. And uh, Damian and... Dick as Batman have such a fun dynamic. Um, this is in would you the, call them a dynamic duo? I would indeed. Uh, this mm-hmm. is in the uh, the Grant Morrison uh, mm-hmm. extended run on various Batman titles. Oh, uh, there's that name again. Yes, um, where Batman is suddenly like the fun loving, like smiling. Oh yeah, he's Dick. He's yeah. He's got like he's got murdered parents, but he doesn't have quite the 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 gloomy driven mm-hmm. like obsession that Bruce has. He's he's Doing the work, but he also enjoys it. There's a there's a bit I really like where um he's talking to Gordon on the roof, and Gordon like realizes right away that it's it's not Bruce. Oh, you're not the you're not the regular guy. You're the you're the fill in. And he's just like you know the um the you know the last guy used to call me Jim, and Dick goes, I'm going to call you uh, Commissioner Sir if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Which just is really sweet. So there's like. There's the fun-loving, having a good time, Dick as Batman, and the super serious, trained by the Assa- League of Assassins, Damien, and it's great. It's great. Yeah, that's comics. a that's a great reversal of the usual uh, mm-hmm. of the usual Batman Robin dynamic. So like like I was not expecting to like Damien when he first showed up because he's an extremely irritating uh, character. Well, they retcon they retconned a kid. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing you can do. He's basically like cousin Oliver shows up. Yeah. But and but you know Grant Morrison knows what the hell they're doing and made it work. Yeah, but like it worked so well that like this character's still around and I lo- I still love the character. Yeah, every time I see like and it's usually from you, mm-hmm. but like say on Tumblr when someone's just like showing off panels from a recent comic, it's like shit. Damien's still pretty cool. Yep, I'm he, glad he he's just he's so strange and fun, you know. Well, and they, I, and and again, correct me if I'm wrong. This is only my sort of. I, I don't read that much DC mm-hmm. stuff, honestly. At the moment, like my Marvel stuff kind of comes and goes, and right now it's kind of receding, sure. but it'll it'll come back. Um, but I don't think I read anything by DC at the moment. Um, uh, don't they have or had a title like Super Sons or something like yes. that, where like uh, Superman ha- and Lois have a kid also, yep. and he hangs out with Damien? Yeah, they're weird friends. Where like that, that's that's so great. Where like uh, it's the same it's the same sort of dynamic where uh, Superman's kid's like a really sort of fun loving nice kid who's yeah. raised by Superman, and Damien's a little shitty grump. Uh-huh. It's, so it's like they're they're doing like world's finest because they're kids they can probably get away with doing like lighter funner yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I I really like Damien and I really like uh, I really like Tim. Hmm. And Jason oh, is terrible. It was it was Fred who was telling me, uh, Fred who was on recently mm-hmm. for uh, Mask of the Phantasm, who said like 
he grew up with Tim. He wanted to like Tim, yep. but that he was just sort of overshadowed by other characters. I could see I that. I thought that was you, but... um, Yeah, no. Jason sucks. Fuck Jason. Yeah. Oh, boy. I would call 10,000 more 900 numbers to kill his ass if I could. Jason, I've said this a million times, but Jason works so well as a bad guy if you're going to bring the character back. No, we're just talking Robins right yeah. now, so Jason sucks. Yeah. Bad. Just no. bad. No, Jason is the Red Hood, or is he still the Red Hood? He's still the Red Hood, yeah. Okay. He's very popular as the Red Hood, apparently. No, I I assumed he was still kicking around, but I thought they might rebrand him since the Red Hood was sort of the mystery character that they didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe his permanent thing would be something else. No, he's still the Red Hood. Okay. Um, I've got to give a shout out to my girl, Carrie Kelly. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Who only ever appeared in one comic. Mm -hmm. One One comic. One singular comic. One, f- I think, four-issue uh, story told, you know, in, mm-hmm. in one collected volume. That's all. Shame that that universe never continued, but it yep. definitely never did. Never. You don't need to write in and tell us that it did, because I know for a fact it didn't. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah. No, but I, like I said, I just reread. We're going to be covering, uh, well, we did the segment of Dark Knight Returns on, mm-hmm. uh, on this show. But uh, the and movie's then- coming. Yeah, for the Patreon, we're doing the two-part movie adaptation, so I thought that would be a good time to refamiliarize mm-hmm. myself, so I just reread Dark Knight Returns. Guess what? Very good comic. Yeah, it really is. And Carrie Kelly was better than I remembered, actually. Yeah. I always liked her, but I, th- I think I always just liked the novelty of a girl Robin, mm-hmm. but the character's great. Her design is really good, too. But the writing on her's so good. Yeah. And the dynamic, like, it could be so creepy. Mm-hmm. She's a 13-year-old girl. Yep. Who puts on tights and starts hanging out with this old man and oh that could have gone creepy so fast mm-hmm. and particularly since frank miller now probably would yeah i can almost guarantee that in those comics that don't exist uh i can almost nope. guarantee you that shit happens but in this classic volume that was never followed up on mm-hmm. by anything there's there is not even a hint of impropriety there no which good if you're gonna do this idea you have to you have to watch every single thing you write and mm-hmm. make sure man because that could go bad real quick yeah but no i love that character tremendously and i love her design mm-hmm. i love just everything about her. her her little slingshot yep the uh the sequence where she escapes from her parents house to uh go be robin <laughs> is so good her disinterested ex-hippie parents yep didn't we used to have a kid mm, yep and i love i love batman batman splaining how computers work mm-hmm. And while he turns around for a second, she's completely rekeyed it to her own, like, voice and yep. everything. Just like, yeah, computers, granddad. I learned them in school. I probably know a little more about you because I'm 13 and you're 90. This is a this is called a computer. Yeah, that's it. This is this is uh, cutting-edge military tech that uh, I have exclusive access to. Yeah, I just reprogrammed. Well, he left. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's my vote. Yeah. Only one one appearance, but so strong mm-hmm. that you know made a real impression on me. Uh, okay. Can we? I was about to say, what about what about TV Robins? Is that worth talking about? Like, I mean, there's, there's I love Burt Burt Ward. Ward. There's <laughs> there's Casey Kasem for some <laughs> god awful reason. I Casey K- Kasem has a good voice. He was a good voice actor, mm-hmm. but why Robin? Well, I mean, it's weird because he's just. Whatever you say, Batman. Like this is the top forty. Like you could have made him Superman or yeah. something. Like give him his his you know cool announcer voice or I don't know throw him Aquaman or something. Why Robin? I don't know. Just I um 
I will always give like I will always take that just as like um that was the Robin who showed up on Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh which blew my mind as a four year old. Well see now that makes sense because he's already there playing Shaggy, but mm-hmm. on Super Friends it doesn't. Yeah. Just, I think Gary I, Owen played Batman in that. Uh I think he did early on and then they had another just I don't know who the guy was. But, yeah. Okay, Robin, let's go over here. And it's like, ugh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But why the, are you like this? The uh the Batman Scooby Doo crossover. Yeah. That changed everything. Of course it did. Mm-hmm. God, I hated Scooby-Doo. I did not. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I get it. I see the uh, the erotic pictures of Velma that you post. Yeah, I, you do. I know. <laughs> Certainly have a type. Mm-hmm. I mean, things don't, things don't change, really. You basically married Velma, now that I think uh-huh. of it, so. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this one comes from Mike X. Hi, Mike. And Mike says, is this the end of Batman? Hey guys, I was hoping, I hope your experience covering all Batman was more enjoyable than some of your past pursuits. It absolutely was. It's been a lot of fun to listen to, especially since I can tell you you're watching characters you sincerely appreciate, or at least most of the non-Robin characters. <clears throat> As for a question, hopefully this will give you something to talk about. Uh, can you think of any superheroes you'd like to see done in the Batman, the animated series style from DC, Marvel, or really anywhere? I'm imagining a Bruce Tim Astro City show. That would be very That'd good. That'd be very good. Astro um, City is an outstanding comic. Yeah. Uh, and also trying not to think of what ambush bug the animated series looked like. Hey, I take offense to that. I I am the world's only ambush bug enthusiast. And uh, come on, played by uh, Henry Winkler on uh, Brave and the Bold, I believe. Yeah, that was that was an odd choice, mm-hmm. but all right, not the worst. Never, never in my lifetime thought I would see animated ambush bugs, so I'll take what I can. Get. Yeah, or Batmite, or all the all the characters they put on that show. The Zuranar Batman. Oh, uh, that's a fun show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bruce Tim style. I the thing is, most of them DC wise end up showing up. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a little bit uh, when we were doing the Harley. Uh, uh, yeah, that was movie. like one of the things. One of the few things that I was surprised never showed up in Justice League was Swamp Thing. So yeah. it's kind of nice that they found a way to like if that's canon. Well, good Swamp Thing exists. Yeah. Good. Good job. Back when uh, JLU was uh, was coming out, DC still had the uh, keeping the Vertigo characters separate from the rest of the DC uh, stuff. That makes sense. Uh, and I love almost all of those characters to death. I would have loved to have seen any of them uh, show up on a, on a DC show. Oh yeah, John Constantine mm-hmm. would have been great. Well, John um, Constantine's my favorite character in anything ever. So well, right. Uh, it no, that would have been fun. I remember thinking like if the show went on. And on, and they let them do whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it could be interesting as a one-off to do like uh, the 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 Sandman characters. Like I, the I I would love to have seen that. Yeah, because they did some like mystical type stuff mm-hmm. with uh, Doctor Fate. They did some they did some dream stuff with uh, oh, what's his name, Dead Man. Dead Man. Uh, I think there was some Doctor Destiny stuff too. Yeah, I don't. You know these characters better than I do, but I I do remember the episodes a little bit, and there was some going into dreams and all yeah. that. Like there, it, it would be very easy to work that in. Oh, absolutely. They, they had an established framework for that, and that would have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this idea that they could do a Bruce Tim style Watchmen, but then the question, you know, the, Rorschach would just be the question, who would just be uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs? Oh so. yeah, do like the question, Blue Beetle? Um, yeah. Captain Adam. Yeah, just tell the same story with, with the characters they were meant to be in yeah. the first place. That'd be really cool, actually. Yeah. A lot of these get, I, like, 
we talked about uh, Brave and the Bold before, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a very different show than Batman the Animated Series, but it's also oh, very yeah. good. Um, highly recommended. But like, they got to do some of the like more obscure guys mm-hmm. that I would have liked to have seen show up on Gentleman Ghost, Gentleman Ghost, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Haunted Tank. Sure. Um, ever do a Sergeant Rock? I can't remember now. I feel like they uh, did. He might show up in. There's a three-parter where they end up going back in time to World War II, mm-hmm. and that's that's where they work in a bunch of DC's. Uh, yeah, I get like uh, the Blackhawks in there or something. Yeah, and I think Sergeant Rock's in there because I think John Stewart's on the ground with uh, Easy Company. I yes. think. Yes, yes. I think you're right. It's been a while. Yeah, but that's that ends up being a. Um, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Vandal Savage mm-hmm. thing. Where, uh, by the way, uh, on-screen appearance by Bruce Timm-styled Adolf Hitler. Well, I mean, it works for the story. I'm not complaining. I'm just that 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 really hit me at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, geez, okay, they're not they're not saying, oh no, uh, Hydra is not the Nazis. They are Hydra. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, look, it's that guy with that mustache. You know him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, I hope Batman kicks his ass. He's he's in a freezer tube, and basically Vandal Savage like put him in uh, cryogenic stasis and took over. Oh God! But they show him. Mm-hmm. There's just just like frozen Hitler in a tube right there. Yeah. Like, fuck. Wow. Good good job. Mm-hmm. I just you know there's certain like you're not supposed to show swastikas. You're not supposed to show Nazi imagery. Yeah. Which on the whole, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I would agree with that. But. They also wanted to say, look, it's World War II. Mm-hmm. Vandal Savage took over the bad guys. We're not going to not tell you who that is. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. And the thing is, you talk about, like, you want to see Marvel characters. Like, there was a, I don't know if it was just wishful thinking or if it was actually going to happen or what. But there was a rumor when JLU stopped mm-hmm. that Bruce Tim was just going to start doing Marvel stuff. Oh, I never heard that. It could have been a rumor. Mm-hmm. It could have just been a like, well, he'd been riding this gravy train for almost yeah. what, what, 15 years or something, and they stopped it. So what, what else is he going to do? A uh, Bruce Tim Paul Dini Fantastic Four series would be very good. I mean, the Fantastic Four effectively shows up in Batman. That's what I was about to say is like, we get Marvel analogs for every kind mm-hmm. of Marvel thing they want to do. We get like, they end up doing the Defenders yeah. with like... Uh, their own version of Doctor Strange and Silver oh, Surfer and right. Hulk, and it's it's very good. They it's... have uh, Solomon Grundy as the Hulk or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Doctor yeah, Fate. I forgot about that. Like and um... Aquaman is Namor. Yep. And then uh, Amazo, who like gets crazy cosmic powers, mm-hmm. like in a previous episode, comes back as the Silver Surfer. It's like, oh god, that's really cool. <laughs> And if you don't know what you're looking, like, if you don't know to look for it, it's uh-huh. just, oh, that's an interesting mix of characters. Mm-hmm. But if you really, oh, shit, they're doing that. And yeah. Batman Beyond is effectively Spider-Man. Yes. Terry McGinnis is straight up Peter Parker, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons I love that show. So, I mean, you, you kind of get your cake and eat it, too, with, like, oh, I wish these guys had done Marvel stuff. Well, they well, kind they of sort have. Of did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a Punisher character already show mm-hmm. up in Batman. Yeah. So, you know. Plus, it's no secret. DC and Marvel have a lot of the same kinds of characters. It's not hard to do that. All right. This one comes from Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan says, what do you find, if anything, uh, changes in your perception of the series when you watch with a critical eye for the podcast versus just watching to enjoy the show? Um, I realized I hated Robin. (laughs) Critically. I critically hated Robin. But I think think for you, and Mm -hmm. we talked about this as we went, 
you watched this as a kid. Oh, yeah. So and, and you haven't revisited a lot of it since then. So like a lot of your impressions are very different. Like you were a whole other person mm-hmm. then. Whereas I've put this in the rotation and I rewatch it every few years. So like I forgot a bunch of stuff, but I, I, I get the gist. Yeah. So I think a lot of your impressions changed more than mine. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I definitely came around on all the mob stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have that problem podcasting about entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's honestly why I was hesitant. Like, should we do another review show, or am I just gonna am I just gonna suck the fun out of another thing I like? <laughs> it was like, well, so far this show has has stood up to that. Even a bad episode is not like, well, I hate doing this every week. Yeah, it was like, no, they have a dud every now and then. Every show does. Mm-hmm. Well, most shows do. Doom Patrol's perfect. (laughs) Ooh, Doom Patrol. Those are characters I would love to have seen show up in the uh, Bruce Timm style. Yeah. But as written by Morrison or, like, the current TV show, like, Mm -hmm. completely fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to see that 60s-ass Doom Patrol showing up. I mean, that worked for the Brave and the Bold. They're fine, but, like, I want to... The Vertigo guys. I want to see the weird Vertigo guys. Yeah. That's pretty much the the answer. Mm-hmm. All the all the all the characters we keep thinking of are uh, are those. Yeah. So. Oh God. Now that's gonna like because it's like oh all my favorite DC guys mm-hmm. check 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 but then it's like now I'm just gonna remember oh but not Doom Patrol no oh. no Doom Patrol. Oh here's another thing which Brave and the Bold ended up doing. Mm. Um. Uh, the JLI, like uh, yeah, Guy, Ga- Guy Gardner, mm-hmm. uh, Blue Beetle, uh, like Booster. the guys that didn't show. Well, Booster was in this, oh, and God, Fire and Ice right. were in this. Booster, outstanding episode. Mm-hmm. It's basically the uh, that uh, uh, Xander episode of Buffy where <laughs> it focuses on him while all the big actions happening off screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very good. Um. Oh God, what was it? I don't remember now. It doesn't matter. This kid runs into him and and keeps calling him the wrong name. Like, you know, thanks, Green Lantern, or whatever. Not that, but it's very funny. Uh, But like I say, I think think the show mostly stands up to it. I'm not, not, it's not ruining it. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, This one comes from David Lynch, and it says, no, sorry, not that David Lynch. Dear kids love the Zeta Project. (laughs) We will be calling ourselves that mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes time. I finally got into Star Trek a few years ago and decided to follow along uh, with that podcast. My brother... Oh, this is this is the third Lynch brother. Oh, my God. This is Brian and Flonk's brother, David. Like, I knew that was his name, but I didn't think it was the same guy. Oh, my it's God. I thought name. you were a myth. <laughs> I believe you were in the middle of Voyager, and I was starting the original series. And then you stopped doing the show as soon as I caught up. <laughs> of course. At least I had something to listen to as I suffered through Enterprise. Well... One of your brothers thinks Enterprise gets good at some point. So, yeah, uh, he's wrong. Whatever you guys do in your family to, to torment one another, you should do that a little for Enterprise to, mm-hmm. to flunk. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying. Anyway, it seems the general consensus is that the old Batman adventures were better than the new Batman adventures. But what were some of the things the new look did better? Uh, we talked about this a bit, at least writing-wise. Yeah. Uh, I always preferred the bat suit without the yellow oval. I, we are sharply divided on that one. Indeed we are. Here on this show. I, Tim we, is better, um, Robin. Okay. When we went back and watched Mask of the Phantasm, I sort of realized, like, oh no, this is it. This is this is my preference. I don't. The thing is, I don't have a preference, mm. and because so many more stories I like without it, I just 
that's how I think of Batman. Sure. But I don't think I care that much. It's like you were talking I care entirely too much. I you were talking on Twitter the other day about like that that robot henchman showing up and how much it really bothered you and just like wow really. I just thought it was a nice nod. Okay, well, first of all, it didn't really bother me. No, I know. It was something of I thought not. about. Just, well, I, I, you mentioned it. It was like, oh, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> That's Captain Clown. Yeah, okay. He died, Al. He died a of a robot. broken heart. Robots don't die. He died and went to robot hell. <laughs> Did someone mention robot hell? <laughs> hey, Bender, gonna make some noise. Um... <laughs> Let's see. He goes on. Uh, Tim is a better Robin than Dick. Well, yeah. The yep. Scarecrow actually looks scarier. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Over the Edge and Mad Love were some of the best episodes there's done. Well, yep. yeah. There were a handful of duds, but it's not like I've got Batman in my basement or the one with Boss Biggest from Masterpieces either. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, You're I, saying what we're vis- all thinking, uh, David Lynch. Yeah, I don't know. The Visually, like, I get preferring the original. Mm-hmm. Like, there was more variation to the to the incidental characters. There was that overall sort of shadowier noir look. But one thing I looked for as, as the show made the transition was, does the animation get worse? Do, the, do those sort of show-offy flares go away? And the answer is no. Uh-huh. There's still some great animation. There's still some outstanding, like, like really good sort of visual effects, like the, the good shadows and good, like, the orange glove and explosion mm-hmm. comes to mind. Like, they still, they still put the same level of effort and, and care into it. They just... Uh, Maybe didn't have as much money to spend. Yeah. I also think this mesh is better with the other shows, so, you know. That's true. Uh, he says, Twala, David. <laughs> P.S. For what it's worth, I remember liking the Zeta Project back in the day, though I was 20 years younger and didn't have to spend an hour talking about it every week. <laughs> I am well, not not looking forward to the, uh, yeah, to no. the Zeta Project. I just don't know a damn thing about it. That's the thing. It's, the thing is, like, it's so... The concept's just weird to me as, like... We wanted to do a Batman Beyond spinoff, so we made it about this robot? I think but, like, what happened... I'm down. I think what happened mm-hmm. was it didn't start that way. It didn't start, we want to make a Batman Beyond spinoff, so let's do this. It was more like, we wrote this episode, oh, this character has a lot more to tell than mm-hmm. we realized. We don't want to take up a bunch of Batman episodes with it. I wonder if WB would let us do another series. Mm-hmm. And they did. That's what, it, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. It's like... You know how that goes. We have made Todd the Ferengi a main character in our Star Trek show. Yep. Because we fell in love with him. It's 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 uh, uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public falling in love with Shore Leave all over again. <clears throat> it's You know what I mean? Like those incidental characters that are supposed to be for one episode yeah. suddenly get a life of their own. I, yeah. I get that. No, I make I fun, but I, I, like, I'm down. Yeah, no. The, the, like, I don't think the Zeta Project was meant to be a um a spin-off. Mm-hmm. I think they just came up with a character that they thought, oh, this is interesting. This has robot legs. Yep. Let's uh <laughs> let's make this. Giant clanking robot legs? I assume. Mm-hmm. No, his thing is he can disguise himself as a person, so yeah. I, I doubt they clank. Alright. Last email mm-hmm. comes from Hannah. Hi Hannah. And it's a bit long one. Alright. Uh Hard to believe you've already gotten through the entirety of Batman. I'd never watched it before, but y'all got me interested. My husband and I have watched all of it, and we're pretty deep into Superman now. Thanks so much for introducing me to amazing shows. I have several things I wanted to tell you. They've been piling up since the last mail episode. So I'll just list them, and I apologize for the length. That's fine. A long while back, you mentioned the Snyder Cut of Justice League, and how you'd have to be paid a lot of money to watch and do commentary. A lot. 
well, we watched it, and it was, well, it was a lot of things, but mainly it was long. Mm -hmm. Really, really long. You made the right call. Yeah, we're just not interested in this. Yeah, I don't like this. I heard that it's better than the first guy. I've heard universally, even from people who liked it, that it was too long. Yeah. It's four hours, man. Well, they they released it as like a miniseries. Yeah. Which, I mean, in in one sense, there's a live action Justice League thing that's four hours. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like a kid me is like, wow, nice. But I, I've never cared about that version of, of these characters. And yeah. I probably never will. Like, I just, I'm trying to watch less movies that I am not excited about these days. I'm yeah, I mean, I only have so much time anymore. You're coming around to, to my way, which is like, ugh. A whole hour and a half gone, mm-hmm. or in this case, four hours gone. I, Why would I do that to myself? I eventually, like, I watched Batman v Superman for uh, for Brian's podcast as a mm-hmm. bonus content, and I fucking hated it. Like, yeah. the idea of doing that and not being, like, and just watching it by myself instead of making fun of it with some of my friends, like, ugh. Yeah. No, uh, Tidro comes here to visit regularly, and... Uh, one year, I can't remember how this started, but she thought it would be fun if she and I watched DC movies every time she visited. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if it was the first one or not, but she said, put on Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. And I'm like, Ugh, okay. And we watched the extended cut and boy, was it a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also watched Suicide Squad, which was also a bad movie. And what I said at the time was, uh, well... She's a good Harley. I hope they uh, put her in a good movie, and they did. Mm-hmm. Birds of Prey, good movie. So, like, I'm not, I'm not against DC movies. I just like, you know, I've liked two of them. I think. Yeah, if they look bad, I, I'll pass on them until like a friend tells me that they're worth checking out. You know, like that's that's my like. I basically wait for word yeah. of mouth. Anyway. Like, I'll pro- I'll probably get around to uh, Aquaman and Shazam at some point because people think that seem to think they're good. Yeah, Shazam looks fun. Yeah. Aquaman, I heard, is kind of a mess, but if you if you sort of dial into the kind of mess yeah. it is, it's fun. It's a stupid mess. Like I'm down for yeah. that if it's fun. Yeah, the, my problem is I can I have come to appreciate that kind of thing, but it really has to go too far enough. Mm. Like speaking of Zack Snyder, actually, uh, uh, what was that movie he did? The the fuck, I can't think of it. What what it's, was it about? Uh, <laughs> Scantily clad oh, women. Oh, sucker punch! Yeah, uh, Amanda pointed out like <laughs> Amanda pointed out like this should be like heavy metal, the cartoon, yeah. the slash magazine. Like this should be full on, over the top, absurd, exploitive mm-hmm. instead of just sort of gross. Yeah, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I fucking hate that movie to death. Really? Have you seen Transylvania Six Five Thousand? Because that's the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen recently. <laughs> that's Jesus, what I was. What? Mentioning earlier with uh, Jeff Goldblum and oh, Jeffrey God, Jones. Oh, God, that's and, uh, right. It's real bad. We also found out that it was a, uh, a tax dodge for the Dow Chemical Corporation. <laughs> well, who makes better movies than the Dow Chemical Corporation? According to this Dow Chemical Corporation <laughs> pamphlet, no one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, Hannah continues, at some point when Batman was... Being particularly broody, so like any time ever, my husband looked over and said to me, they should call him Brood Wayne. <laughs> so there's that. Three. I know you both love Girls' Night Out, and I agree it's a super fun episode, mm-hmm. but there were a couple things that rubbed me the wrong way. Tidro pointed out the main one, which was the fact that a group of badass, powerful women are going on a crime spree, and the best they can do is stealing clothes? Like, come on. Yeah, we're not thrilled. With, were... We weren't thrilled with that either. No. I mean, I, I, I don't know. 
it just it came off in the episode as not so much their their grand plan as just I don't know let's let's go take some stuff who cares. Mm-hmm. Um, then there were the two instances instances of men expressing opinions that Batgirl and Supergirl wouldn't be good enough. First was the Penguin. When they showed up at his club, he expressed his skepticism that will be of any use. Second was Harvey's comment during the interview at the end. Again, it was supposed to be a compliment for him, but when taken together with the shopping thing, Penguin's comment, and the fact that every single woman in the redesign is literally half the size of the men, which isn't this episode's fault, but it bothers the heck out of me. What the fuck did they do to Selena Kyle? Sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I really wanted to enjoy the episode, and I mostly did, but I do feel like they learned into the whole girl sidekick thing a little too hard. I will freely admit that there's probably a strong personal bias there. I suffer from a pretty spectacular case of imposter syndrome being a woman in STEM. Mm. So I take all this with appropriate amount, possibly a mountain of salt. Look, my position always is I'm a dude talking about women's stuff. I will defer to a woman mm-hmm. 10 times out of 10. If you think that was not cool, I, I 100% appreciate your point of view yeah uh i think those dudes being sexist was part of the point though i think we were supposed to see them being horrible to see like i I don't know it felt like because the episode was written by a woman Mm -hmm. and it feels like she was trying to say yeah but look what they have to put up with i could be misreading that yeah but that's how I took it. That's sort of it's how like, I picked up on it too. Yeah, but like, is, like Batman doesn't have to deal with this, but uh, you know what, Batgirl does, and you know, I don't know. I I guess I might, I also might be mixing this up with the Calendar Girl episode now that I'm mm. thinking of it because that one was written by a woman and had some feminist stuff, and maybe I'm thinking of that one. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh. As a side note, there's also the whole issue of Livewire's character model, but I'll leave that for later since it's a Superman episode. All right. Mask of the Phantasm was freaking amazing. When Batman and the Joker were fighting amongst the tiny buildings, I had a great time imagining they were giants fighting kaiju style. (laughs) I would watch that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And finally, if I had to pick a quote from this last season of Kids Love Batman, the runner-up would be Al saying, He's a chonk, which is everything I didn't know I needed in my life. Uh, I don't remember saying that, but I'll take it. uh Uh-huh. And my actual quote would be the attached MP3 file, which I extracted from a previous episode, which delights me to no end. I'll leave out the context. I think it's better that way. Oh, God. Okay, I haven't listened to this. I don't know what it is. Here, we'll find out together. All right. Like, that's the kind of dick that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's an excellent quote. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is the kind of dick that I really like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, dick is hard to like. Mm-hmm. But there are versions of Dick that are enjoyable. Oh, there's plenty of versions of Dick that are enjoyable. It's a shame that I don't like this current, this particular Dick. Yeah. But, you know, other Dicks can make themselves available. Yeah. Well, this Dick can't bother us anymore. <laughs> there is that. Oh, we have uh, fun. DC Editorial uh, decided that this Dick was off limits. <laughs> Going forward into the other series. You can't touch this Dick. Nope. This Dick is off limits. Uh-huh. We put this dick in a box. We put the box away. Someone else is using this dick now. <laughs> yeah, but they suck. Mm-hmm. That dick sucks. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, that's all for me. As always, y'all are the best thing to happen to me every Monday morning. Keep oh, up the amazing you. work. Thank you so much, Hannah. We love hearing stuff like that. Because we, too, suffer from imposter syndrome. and like to hear from people that we're doing a good job because mm-hmm. we're, we're not sure. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I bet that's No, true. I absolutely suffer from imposter syndrome all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing? You're not the co-host of this show. 
You're an imposter. I don't know what imposter syndrome is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, we very much appreciate you guys uh, listening, writing. Mm-hmm. We are, like I said, super excited for what's next. Yep. Uh, we will be doing Superman for the better part of this year, but not the entire year because it goes by pretty quick. But uh, I think till September, October. Yeah. So. Then we had is Batman Beyond next? Is that right? I believe that's it. I I had a logic when I sketched it out at the beginning, and I showed it to you, and you said, "Yeah, good." Mm-hmm. But I don't remember what that logic yeah, was. Yeah. No, now. I instantly forgot whatever it was. So production order probably. Makes as much sense than anything. Yeah, Batman Beyond's next, <clears throat> then Static Shock, then the Zeta Project. Mm-hmm. Then we have a weird dip into those, like, the couple of web series, Gotham Girls and Lobo. Yep. Which, between the two of them, will take four weeks. Sure. Uh, then we go into Justice League and JLU, which, like Batman, we're just going to treat as one big show and not, mm-hmm. like, two separate things. So Yeah. So, lots to look forward to. And, yeah. Uh, if you want to write to us for the next one, the email address is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, it will take us a while, but we promise we will get to your mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, as ever, and uh, we'll be back next week with the three-part Superman premiere. Yeah, see you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.